Hello and God bless you today from Carlsbad, New Mexico. You are listening to a broadcast of New Song Christian Fellowship. We hope you enjoy the message today, and we'd love to hear from you. If anything in this message has touched you, you have a prayer request, or just want to reach out, you can connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash New Song Carlsbad NM. You can also mail us at Post Office Box 761, Carlsbad, New Mexico, zip code 88221. Please enjoy this message and have a very blessed day. The title is, What Are You Giving God? A lot of uh, people today are trying to take shortcuts. Whenever God has asked them to do something, some people think they have a better way of doing it than God. Some people want to go to heaven and they'll come to church, but they don't do anything for God. This story of Nadab and Abihu, that's a, that's a name, isn't it? These were two sons of Aaron. They were from the Levite tribe. They were not married, either one of them. They were single. They were, you might say they were in training to be perhaps priest, high priest. One of them could be a high priest one day. Who knows? And I don't know if anybody knows what happened to them, but they decided one day that, and I don't know what their motive was, they, just, they decided one day that they were going to offer God fire as an offering, I guess, and they completely ignored the rules. I mean, let's look at this. Leviticus 10 Verse 1, And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer, that's a big bowl, and they put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered, now notice this, strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Listen, don't, don't mess with God. And I got to tell you something, some of you aren't going to understand this. I'm afraid of God. And I'm not afraid that he's going to do something unfair to me or or just whack me down with a baseball bat because he didn't like my uh, deodorant. No, but I I fear God in in a respectful way. Then Moses said to Aaron, Moses and Aaron were brothers, this is that the Lord spoke, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come near me. And before all the people, I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. If you were a father and you lost two sons like that, you'd probably be a little bit angry to say the least. And Moses called Mishael and Elzaphon, the sons of Uziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said unto them, Come near, carry your brethren from before the sanctuary out of the camp. So they went near and carried them in their coats out of the camp, as Moses had said. Now you notice they carried their bodies out of the camp. So when, the, when it says they were devoured with fire, uh, either, uh, either they were uh, not totally consumed or maybe, maybe God devoured them from the inside out because there was something left that these two brothers carried out. They carried them out of the camp. And notice Aaron held his peace. Aaron is probably one of the greatest examples of God's mercy and grace that you'll find in the Bible because you remember the time Moses went up on Mount Sinai and he was gone quite a while. And when he came back, Aaron... Aaron had all the they had all their clothes off. They were worshiping pagan gods. And Aaron, Aaron didn't seem to have any control over the people. And yet God later made him the high priest of the, of the Jewish nation. 
And it's very important for you to know that Numbers 3, verse 4 says that these two men died before they could produce children. How many of you know you create your children in your image? And you'll, you'll remember when they came to the promised land, all they had to do was cross the Jordan River. And God told them, Joshua and Caleb, I want you to kill every man, woman, and child. When we see scriptures like that, we shake. And we say, is that our God? Would he do that to children? Listen, there was a curse on those people that had usurped the Holy Land. They stole it. They knew it was God and they knew who it belonged to. And if you, uh, for example, are an alcoholic, there's a, about a 95% chance that your children are going to become alcoholics. You create them in your image. That's why God said, I want you to kill them all. Kill the animals too. Kill all the cursing. And they made a big boo-boo there. They kept some, a lot of the animals. Why? It's just, in that day and age, it was a sign of, of wealth. So we think we know more than God. We, we want to do it our way instead of his way. And when we do that, we always get in trouble. Always get in trouble. You see, that fire on the altar was a symbol of holiness. And these two brothers sought to overlay it with something that was unholy. Fire, why fire? Because fire is a purifying agent. You remember that the Bible says in the very end of times, God will consume the earth with fire, probably the entire universe, and he will probably recreate it all. But why would he use fire? Because when we get ready to go into eternity, God doesn't want, want one speck of sin anywhere in anything he's created. Because of that, there'll be no more wars, no more sin, no more uh, a disease, no more fighting, no more of any of that stuff. And that's what God's going to do. Fire is a purifying agent. God would send his own fire to consume every offering. That's the reason when you entered into the courtyard of either the tabernacle in the wilderness or later the temple in Jerusalem, the first thing you came to, the first uh, thing that you saw as you entered the only door, there's only one uh, through the gate, uh, the, the whole temple was surrounded by a fence. What's the first thing you saw? The brazen altar. It's a symbol of the cross. And that's where they brought their animals to be sacrificed. And, and that fire originally was lit by God himself, and they had to keep it burning night and day. Now, if you've ever been to Israel, it's not just a, a forested area. I mean, there's, they've, what trees they have there, they planted. And I don't know what they used to keep that fire burning, but I, I think they probably had to, to travel some distance to get wood to keep that fire burning. It had to constantly be burning. Inside the temple, the menorah, the candlestick, it had to be uh, lit all the time. It could never go out. And that was the duty of the priests. They were not allowed into the back room, the Holy of Holies, only the high priest. Now these two men... Nadab and Abihu didn't use God's fire. They lit a fire in their own bowls themselves. Hence, it was called strange fire. God consumed them both with fire. No shortcuts with God. Everything these two men did was wrong. They, they were the wrong people to be handling the incense. That was Aaron's job. They used the wrong instruments, their own censures instead of the high priest. They acted on the wrong day. Only on the great day of atonement could incense be taken into the Holy of Holies. I don't know that it says it, but I think these two men had the audacity to go past the veil into the Holy of Holies. That's a serious thing. You'll remember I told you that 
Most scholars agree that they tied a rope to the high priest's leg so that if he died while he was in there, they could drag his body out and bury him. That's how frightening it is to fall into the hands of God unprepared or uncalled. What are you giving God? Listen to me. The greatest gifts that you will ever give God, are you listening? They don't come with your hands. They come with your mouth. When you worship him and you praise him and you declare his glory and you thank him, why should you thank him? Because of you've got life. He's given you life. You get up every day and you're breathing. Thank him for that. Thank him for the, for the beauty of his creation. This is the God that you serve and he loves you. And what he wants from you is exactly what I just told you. He wants gifts from your mouth. The Bible says your tongue is your most unruly member. Gets you in trouble every time. That's why if you want to make sure you don't get in trouble, keep your mouth guided toward worship of your God and you'll be all right. Amen? This fire that we are talking about in the courtyard, there's a picture of it up there for you to see. It had to be mingled with blood. That was the sacrifice. They, they killed lambs. They killed uh, calves. They killed pigeons, birds. A lot of it had to do with uh, how rich or how poor you were. And you'll remember one of the only times that Jesus lost his temper. And did he ever lose his temper? You remember he chased them with a whip, the money changers, out of the temple because they were getting rich selling animals to the people. They should have probably been trying to, to give them the animals, but they weren't. They were making money, and they were making a lot of money. Fire and blood. These two men acted on the wrong authority. They didn't ask Moses. They didn't ask Aaron, their father. They had the wrong fire. They supplied their own fire, and that was a bad no-no. True fire had to come from the brazen altar after it had been mingled with blood. Even the menorah inside the temple, the candlestick, it could only be lit with fire from the brazen altar. And then it had to be kept going night and day. There was another couple along about this time that were consumed also with death, Ananias and Sapphira. After Jesus was gone, resurrected and gone, they, they actually came together communally. They lived as a commune. And so what, that word comes from the word common. They would, they would have everything they had was, was brought and placed in common together and everybody shared out of the whole thing. And Ananias and Sapphira were fairly wealthy and they sold some land and they kept part of the price for themselves instead of giving it all. And when they came in, stood before the disciple, they both fell dead. They didn't die because they stole money. They died because they lied. How many of you know, you might think you can lie to God, but you can't. He can read your mind. He knows what's going on. What does God want from you? What have you been giving him? Does God want your money, your time? He wants all of you. It's like that cartoon I told you about. The, the man was, he came to church to be baptized. And uh, he got down in the water and the preacher said, Now, now brother, you understand that when I dunk you under water, everything that goes under that water it will be dedicated to the Lord for as long as you live. So when he started to dunk him under water, the man held up his wallet so that it wouldn't go under the water. That's kind of funny, but that's the way some people are. How many of you have been blessed financially by God in your life? And you know it was God. You know that... When we were down on Church Street, <clears throat> forgive my voice, we, uh, 
we had gone through a, a, a time where uh, there wasn't much money. And Liz and I didn't get paid for seven months. And uh, one night about nine o'clock, I heard a, a car pull up in the driveway. It was a pickup. And a woman got out that used to go to our church, but we hadn't seen her in two years. And she, she came up and rang the doorbell. Liz answered the, phone, uh, the door. And she handed her a, uh, an envelope and said, I got to go. Well, she said, well, stay and let's, let us visit with you. No, I got to go. So she got in the truck and drove off. So I was reading in the, uh, my bedroom, and Liz came in with the envelope and I told me what happened. I said, well, what, what was in it? She said, I haven't opened it. I said, well, go ahead and open it. So she opened the envelope. There was $20,000 in cash in that envelope. You don't think God can give you? He knows what you need. He supplies all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He loves you more than you could ever know. Now look at Second Samuel. Go there quickly if you would. Chapter 6, verse 5. This is another story. We have a, a real problem understanding this. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 5, And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even on harps and on psalteries and on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals. And when they came to Nashon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of the Lord. Now that's hard to understand. But there was a little problem that you need to understand. There are rules. We don't like rules, do we? This guy thought he was doing God a favor. What was his sin? His sin was the sin of presumption. To presume that God needs your help. You see, the ark, the rule was with the ark, it was not to be touched by anyone except the high priest. This was just a guy. And when he reached out and tried to study the ark, I'm sure he had a good motive, but he broke the rule. Does that make it hard to keep loving him? I think things might be a little different now, mainly because of what Jesus did on the cross. We, we, uh, you hear this a lot. We are living in the, in the time of grace. And grace means unmerited or undeserved favor. Even your salvation. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast or brag. It's grace, unmerited favor. You didn't deserve it. Every time I see that movie, The Passion of the Christ, I weep because it's a real close rendition of what actually happened to Jesus. Beaten beyond recognition. He took your beating. That should have been your beating. He took your beating. He was crucified in your place. He gave his life for your life. Now, Acts, you don't have to turn there. Acts 1.8 says, You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Today, because of what Jesus did, we have been brought to a place where we share power with him. What kind of power? Jesus said, the thing, because I go to the Father, the things I have done you shall do and greater things than these shall you do because I go to the Father. And I want to encourage you to walk in that power. But remember, there are rules. Amen? I told you the story about one of the first times I gave somebody a prophecy and I added to it. God gave me about three sentences and I put in about two more paragraphs. And on the way out to the car that night, God said, let me walk you to your car. 
He said, uh, what was all that stuff you were saying in there? I said, well, God, it, it just seemed so anointed, and, and, and you were moving, and, and I just felt like I needed to help a little bit. Ah, oh, presumption, it'll get you every time. God said, John, I don't need your help. And that's when he told me, you're not going to prophesy for one year. And I didn't say anything, but you know what I was thinking? And remember, he can read your thoughts. I'm thinking, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Can you imagine I told God that? And there I go to a meeting. I go, tonight's the night. I couldn't get a sound to come out. Couldn't prophesy. Couldn't tell anybody anything. For one year. And let me tell you something. Be very careful. There is an unforgivable sin, blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. How many of you have heard of John MacArthur? Very famous preacher, California. He's on, he's on YouTube. He has called the charismatic experience strange fire. He's so against it that he actually made that statement. I shudder when I see things like that. Uh, Penn and Teller, I've told you that. The big tall guy and the little guy. The tall guy one night on TV started, excuse me, blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Just looking at the TV, laughing and blaspheming. Even used the word blasphemy. Because he's an atheist. He doesn't believe there's a God. Dared God to strike him dead. There is a God. Can you imagine being him on Judgment Day? The great white throne judgment there in the distance you see a long line and every every few minutes you take another step toward that judge's bench and, and it's Jesus on there and you're if you don't have Jesus blood on I don't believe Christians will be in that in that judgment because we've already been judged and we've been found to be perfect don't take any credit though because you didn't do it. Amen? But God says there's got to be a fire and there's got to be a sacrifice. And God says He wants to use us, but God says in using you, I want you to be prepared. I want, listen, do you, how many of you know that when you got saved, that was just the beginning God has called every one of you in here. You all have a ministry, a calling on your life. And let me ask you, are you fulfilling that call? Are you doing what God has asked you to do? Now, for some of you, uh, you'll have a, a long, like I'm a pastor, somebody may be a deacon or whatever, but you're called to a ministry. And, and then there are all kinds of little side things that go with that. Uh, for example, being used in the... Nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Have you asked God to use you in one of those nine gifts? Have you prayed and said, Lord, I'd like to be used in prophecy or uh, the gift of miracles or the gift of whatever? And I, you know, you'll find a lot of people uh, allow God to use them in, in the gift of tongues. And I suppose because that's the easiest one, uh, you don't, you're not responsible for interpreting it. You just say your language and out it comes. And you should know by now that there's a difference between the gift of tongues and your prayer language. Everybody gets a prayer language. Amen? It's for intercession. When you don't know how to pray, look at me. When you don't know how to pray, you start praying in tongues. It's God in here using your mouth praying to God. You see that? It's God in here using your mouth Praying to God. When God prays to himself, is it the right prayer? Every time. And you know what's unfortunate? A lot of you are not using it. Use it. The, Paul said when he prayed in tongues, he said he was edified. That word means he was built up. He felt better. He was strengthened. That's what edify means. Every time he prayed in tongues, and by the way, he's the same guy that said, I pray with tongues without ceasing and challenged you to do it. You can pray in tongues in your mind. Uh, you can pray in your mind. Amen? Try it and see 
what, what God will do for you. Lord, thank you. Just pray for a moment. Pray for a moment. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we give you our lives, we give you our hearts. We give you our hands, our mouths, our tongues. Lord, we give you everything that we are. And Lord, we ask you to be blessed within us. Help us to learn how to bless you. Help us to learn how to bring glory to your name and not steal any of it from you. All the glory goes to you, Father, and we know that. Lord, we need you so much. We need you, especially in this day and in this hour. Father, you are our source. Without you, we can't even live. We can't take another breath. But with you, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can do all things. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. I want you to just listen to me. I want you to just take in that stillness and that quiet just for a moment. For some of you, you haven't sat still before the Lord and you don't remember when. Right there while you're sitting there, I want you to pray and I want you to ask God what he wants you to do for him. Just ask him. Now, as you ask him, clear your mind and listen. Clear your mind and listen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, my God. You may be wondering what I'm doing. I don't have an idea. I don't have any idea. <laughs> if you're here this morning and you're not sure that you're going to heaven, I want to give you a chance to find out how to do that right now. Is there anybody? Just keep praying. Close your eyes. If you're not sure you're going to heaven, you're not absolutely 100% sure, I want you to raise your hand. You know, the, the gifts of God's Spirit are so precious. But they can be abused and misused. I remember in 1983, I was, I was going to Ireland and Scotland. And uh, when we got to Ireland, we stayed at a a hunting lodge. Uh, they hunt what are called red deer. 
big stags with great big horns. And the man that we stayed with had a couple of children, a son who was about 16, and he was a, a terrible diabetic. He was having to take shots two or three times a day. It was His life was in danger. And uh, they were telling me this story when I got there because uh, about three or four months before I got there, another man came through uh, ministering and uh, a fairly well-known man. He stayed with them, and he, he uh, had the son in a prayer line, and he knew he was diabetic, and he said to him, uh, God's healed you. And this was a boy. His dad wasn't with him. It was confusing. He said, well, what do you mean God's healed me? Well, what should I do? Should, should I keep taking my insulin if God's healed me? And, and uh, this guy, without any wisdom whatsoever, he looked at him and said, well, all I know to tell you is he healed you. So the boy went home and, st- and stopped his insulin. Three days later, he was in a coma. And he almost died. Now, listen, listen to me. Sometimes when we are ministering in the gifts, we need to get the whole picture. We need to see exactly what God's doing and make sure that we don't add to it, but don't take away from it either. And always listen to this word. Always remember balance. All the man, you know what the real truth was? If the boy was healed, what the guy that prayed for him should have said was, well, you should go to your doctor and have this confirmed. Amen? And then if the doctor says, hey, you're not diabetic anymore, then you can witness to the doctor and he might get saved. Everybody following me? But listen, I'm telling you that because I think that's one of the reasons that a lot of you are not allowing God to use you in the gifts because you don't want to make a mistake, right? You don't want to hurt anybody. But let me tell you something. You've got to take a chance sometime in your life. If you just remember the word balance, we had uh, Kim Clement, who passed, how many of you remember him? Prophet, he's passed away now, I don't know if you knew that. By the way, Reinhard Bonnke died yesterday. Uh, Reinhard Bonnke, a German uh, evangelist, one of the most famous evangelists in history. And uh, I don't know what he died from, but thought you might want to know that. But uh, I'm going to ask you, I need some men to come up here. If you need a word from the Lord today, I want you to come up and just line up across the front quickly. And I need some men to come and help me. Charles, you want to come help? You need a word from the Lord. Hey, I'm surprised there's only one person here who needs a word from the Lord. You know what you need, Ida? You need a healing. I want you to lift your hands toward this lady. She's a nurse practitioner, highly educated. And how long, two months ago? Since August, she's been plagued with, yeah, you can sit down in that chair right there. She's been plagued with a, she just can't get well. And I've, I know she loves the Lord with all of her heart, and I know God wants to use her. you believe that? So, I'm going to just obey God. I, I couldn't keep preaching because I, I just couldn't. Here, I want you to know her with oil. The Bible says, is any sick among you? 
let him be and pray for the sick and anoint them with oil, and the Lord will heal them. I believe that, don't you? I pray for you in Jesus' name from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And when I touch you in a moment, I'm expecting God to go through you like lightning. And he's going to heal every organ of your body. He's going to calm your mind. He's going to give you good sense so you know exactly what's happening. And he's going to bless you because he loves you. In Jesus' name, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we speak healing to Ida. We thank you for her education. We thank you for her gift of healing that she brings to so many people. And we ask you, Lord, to do this miracle today in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You feel anything? What are you feeling? Yes, my lower back's not hurting right this moment. Been hurting? Oh my gosh, yes. I've not been able to, to walk without, or to stand without assistance. In Jesus' name. Jesus, Jesus. Your lower back? Lord, I just touch this area right now and I ask you to strengthen these muscles, bones, tendons, everything, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for doctors, but you're the healer. Thank you, Jesus. Margie, you've been through a rough time and, and God is saying, telling me to tell you that the rough time is about over. He's going to bless you. He wants you to pray, and he wants you to hear his voice. He wants you to do what he tells you to do, not anything less or anything more. He wants you to just seek him, seek his face. Seek his face, not his hand. Seek his face and speak to him, and he will speak to you. It's okay to tell him what you're feeling. Even if you're angry, it's okay. You tell him what you're feeling and tell him that you love him, and let's see what God's going to do in a way of blessing you. In Jesus' name, you believe it? Jesus. She believes it. She believes it. I know you're tired of being sick. Jesus. Healing in Jesus' name. Lord, you see this woman who loves you with all of her heart. She's got three boys she has to raise. She loves them. And Father, I ask you to give her strength, meet her financial needs, bless her, Father. Coming and going, in and out. Bless her with your uh, increase, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And heal her right now, in Jesus' name. Michael, I pray healing over you in Jesus' name, that God will bless you and that you will feel his presence. In those times at your apartment when you feel alone, just remember that God is with you every second and that you're not alone. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Lord Jesus. Which foot is it? Okay. Father, I speak life and healing to Debbie. She's had enough, I'm sure, of this. Lord, just heal her right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I speak of, I ask you to do a miracle in their marriage, bring them closer together than they've ever been, help them to love each other as Christ loved the church, gave his life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just, Lord, we ask you to bless Phyllis right now in Jesus' name from top to bottom. Thank you, my God. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. God wants you to walk in balance. He wants you to walk even. 
He wants you to know what's good and what's not good. He's going to give you discernment so you will know what's good and what isn't good. And obey him and do what he tells you. And he will be pleased with you. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. And you know what? I speak healing to you. Iris, you got lots of stuff to do, so you can't go nowhere. And uh, we, we speak life and healing to you from top to bottom. I command fear to leave, anxiety. Lord, I just ask you to take it away now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I pray for Don, Lord, that you heal his body. Lord, you've already healed him, and, and it's such a miracle. Even the doctors thought it was a miracle. Lord, thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You need a healing too, don't you? When is that? Cleveland. In Ohio. She's going to Cleveland Clinic in Ohio. And what, what are we praying for? my cranial nerves are degenerating and they have some testing that they can do in the way of hemodynamics that they think that perhaps they can find uh, interface with the heart that could bring some promise. You really need to be touched, don't you? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hang on. Remember when you were real young and you thought old age was something that always happened to somebody else? <laughs> yeah. But God loves you. So I anointed you with oil. Oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of you and he is your healer. Father, touch my sister right now. Lord, let her feel your presence the presence of Almighty God. Lord, touch her. Thank you, Jesus. You are her healer, Father. Jesus. Every pain's got to leave. Every uh, confusion has to leave. Fear and anxiety have to go in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, just touch her right now. In Jesus' name. Loves you. Eric, how can I pray for you? Yeah, I like that. Eric says, I need you to pray so I'll know what he wants from for me to do. This is a man, he's a nurse, he's a he's a everybody that sees him at, at the Lakeview, uh, they love him. He brings joy to the patients, the elderly, the sick. And uh, he's a good man. And he's going to be dancing next uh, Sunday, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> uh, you? You ain't got no choice. That's part of what you're called to do. <laughs> Father, I lift up Eric, and I thank you, Lord, for his many gifts, but mainly his gift of joy. Father, he loves you with all of his heart. And, Father, he just wants to obey you. That's what he came up here asking. And I'm asking you, Lord, to reveal to him exactly what you've called him to do. Lord, just reveal it to him right now. Let him know how the Lord says, uh, Eric, I am pleased with you. I am pleased with you. You have obeyed me. You have followed after me. I am pleased with you. You are my son. I have adopted you. You are an heir and a joint heir with Jesus. We love you. He says, we love you. And we love you too, Eric. Thank you for being who you are. She's got a mass or something in her stomach. She don't, doesn't know what it is. She's been to the doctor, and they're having a problem finding out what it is. So 
I want to pray for her healing, but I also want to pray for wisdom to the doctor. Okay, would you pray with me on that? Lord, we lift Sharon up to you. We love her. She's a blessing to us and our church. And Father, right now, I just speak healing to this area of her body. She said it hurts really bad. And Father, I thank you for hearing this prayer. I thank you for touching her from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. Father, give her doctors wisdom so they know exactly what to do. And Father, I ask you to take away fear and anxiety and let her know that we love her and we're standing with her. Satan, you are a liar and the truth's not in you. Every spirit of infirmity and disease, I cast you out. Take a deep breath, blow out with your mouth. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Thank you, thank you, my God. Thank you, my God. Thank you, my God. Hallelujah. Okay, you can be seated, guys. Thank you. Charles is asking for wisdom. God's been using him in new ministries, and he needs uh, he needs to hear from the Lord. Father, it's a good thing to ask for wisdom in order to bless God's people. The same blessing that you gave to Solomon, I ask that you give it to Charles. He didn't come asking for money. He came asking for wisdom to better serve your people. I ask you, Lord, to grant the desire of his heart. I pray for his health. I pray for these uh, uh, seizures that he has. I command them to leave in Jesus' name. Take a deep breath, blow out with your mouth. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for hearing this prayer. Hardy, can I pray for you? Scott, would you come help me? I want you to pray for him. He's at this hernia. You know about it, don't you? Everybody reach your hands out. He's had a hernia in his back that's huge. And, and there's a little uh, confusion about what to do about it. And uh, I, I want you to pray that God will heal him and also give him peace. Okay, stop. Father God, we hand Artie up to you right now in Jesus' name. Lord, you, you know his heart. I've I seen his heart many, many years ago down on that Guadalupe River in Texas. Lord, you came upon him then. And... His heart wants to be used by you, Lord. And so we're asking right now for you to heal him, heal his body, any infirmity that he may have, overtake it, <coughs> heal him right now in Jesus' name. This hernia, this hernia is just another word. It's just another thing that the enemy would, would seek to put upon him, but, but God, your, your name's above all names. And we come against it right now in the name of Jesus right now and from this day forward Harley you'll be healed it's going to be okay brother you're going to be okay in Jesus name if you believe that say amen, amen. I want everybody to reach your hands toward Terry. We're going to pray for you, Terry. Father, you know, you know what he needs, Lord. You know the healing that he needs. Lord, I thank you for a kind man who's always there to help in time of need. He's always there. He would never let, let anybody down. Father, I just ask you to touch him with your power. Heal him totally. Thank you, Lord. Bless Julie and heal her as well. 
And Lord, just be with them. Thank you, Lord, for this man. He means a lot to me personally. And Lord, I know he means a lot to you too. You love him. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Michael is having a problem finding her Bibles in her house. So, Father, I pray for her. I ask you to give her a word. Lord, show her where they are. Show her where they are, Father. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. I think I'm going to let you go, but give me one more minute to make sure. God, I pray over you in Jesus' name for your knee. I, I, I command that pain to leave. I command healing in that leg. And may God richly bless you. You are a blessing, brother. You are a blessing. Thank you. There's a, the gifts are operating. I'm if you've got the word for somebody, get up and give it right now. Spend a couple of minutes hugging on somebody. Would you do that? Turn the lights on. God bless you. You're dismissed. Thank you for your patience today. This has been a broadcast of New Song Christian Fellowship. Thank you for joining us today. If you wish to partner with us and support this ministry, you can give online at newsongcarlsbad.churchcenter.com dot com forward slash giving your gift is tax deductible please share this broadcast with your friends and neighbors and help us spread the good news of jesus christ all across the globe may the lord richly bless you